0: better be
1: some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone.
2: Two who will survive horror podcast. This is episode forty-one, and we are here to talk about a couple of movies. But uh, I just wanted to, to talk to my my co-host Marco here. Hey, what's going on, Marco?
3: Hey, I'm here, man. What's going on with you? So,
2: the before we get into this, there there's been this this thing that happened in Japan. I don't know if you heard about that. There was like this giant dinosaur sea creature kind of thing that was destroying the city mm-hmm. like radioactive blasts that were coming off of it cutting buildings in half and shit like it's a a really like horrible tragedy I don't know how they're going to get rid of these this, this monster yeah, have you heard I, anything
3: about this? I, I have heard about it and it's funny because like I've never heard about Japan ever being attacked by giant monsters before so I don't I know. know how Really know how they're going to handle this. Yeah,
2: there's really no, like, blueprint set forth. No. But, you know, I, all. I did hear of this one guy. Uh, let me try and call him up real quick and see. Um, apparently, he, he, not in Japan, but he had fought giant monsters in a different country. And he, he himself turns giant by electrocuting himself through his nipples in some sort of weird ritual thing. And then he fights the giant awesome. monsters. So, That's uh, awesome. Oh, here, I got him on the line. Uh, Derek, Derek, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Oh, every time I go through that, my nipples get more like volcano-like every time, man. Well, you just gotta make sure you don't turn the the voltage up too high. I heard that it's tempting because you want to try and get bigger, but
0: yeah,
3: yes, it doesn't oh, work that uh, way. Um, oh, I was gonna ask, and this guy just popped in my mind. Uh, when you do get big, can we put advertisements on your chest and maybe your thighs? Uh, <laughs> just for just our on our my show? hips.
4: Just on my hips. <laughs> Not
3: your hips. Uh, I was going for the hips. Uh, but okay, we'll <laughs> compromise. Nice, nice.
2: Uh yeah, so we have Derek the infamous Derek B. Um I, I intentionally didn't ask you before the show to pronounce your how to pronounce your name so you could do it live on the show for us.
4: It's actually funny because uh the latest episode of No Budget Nightmares was a Patreon pick for me okay. and the host Doug Tilly actually pronounced it correctly. Mm, wow. Bourgeois. Oh, Bourgeois. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's French so like there's a lot of silent letters. <laughs> right. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah which is awesome.
2: So it's easier to just go by B or, or boogie.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I get it all the time from like the teller bill collectors, you know, the ones that call on the phone is Derek. Borgis G that I'm like, no, it's (laughs) not my name. Goodbye. Yeah. Derek. Borg. Oh, is
2: how many, how many syllables is it? Just can you narrow the syllable count down for me? (laughs) If you say
4: it correctly, it's two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome,
2: man. Yeah, uh, so we had been talking a little bit about having you come on, and uh, since, well, the two movies that we're covering here, in case anyone didn't know, because one of them is is not as well-known, and one there's like a million that that could be referring to, we were talking about Shin Godzilla and Big Man Japan, and uh, when I I had this idea, I came to you because you are part of a, one one of the podcasts you do is... Geared towards Godzilla and Kaiju type movies. And, and Marco and I are a little more novice, so we wanted to get someone who had more knowledge than us about that. But that's yeah. uh, also just one of the many podcasts that you do. So I know you do a lot of other kinds of movie ones as well. Uh, yeah. What's What are some of your other shows that you are a part of?
4: Well, uh, I'll go down the little history. Uh, sure, yeah. If you, if you go know uh, my humble podcast in Beginnings, you know. I was the third best host on 22 Shots and Moons and Horror because, uh, you know, the old host, well, he's the current host now, Jeremy, left for a few episodes. And then uh, they had a few guests here and there. And then I got the opportunity to guest star on this awesome Ozplaytation episode, which was my first podcast I ever did. And uh, they couldn't get rid of me after that for a while. Because I just tagged along. Because I'll watch the movies. i find ways to watch them. I'll watch them. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I was dedicated. Because I'm like, oh yeah, and then I got, I got a lot of good experience with that. And uh, actually, funny, like during that run when I was on that uh, podcast, uh, I actually got to see one of the films we're gonna be talking about for the first time in theaters. Oh, nice. Yeah, when I when it came out during like a limited run here, so mm-hmm. that was very exciting because that. Well, I'll get more into it when we get into that movie, but uh, it was an awesome experience. And after, because you know the hatcher show is probably my favorite episode we did that was actually the last of my run right. of that and i knew the night that night that jeremy was coming back and stuff mm. so i had to keep that secret <laughs> till that episode 100 came out because uh, no one knew right, right, right so uh you know it was kind of sad at the time because i was really enjoying it so i'm like why not start my own podcast and uh sure yeah so i Well, originally, uh, me and Brandon Orlick started Cinema Attack, but as you know, uh, Brandon and my uh, other co-hosts left, and then I had to regroup. And got my two buddies, Dubby and Matt. We did uh, YouTube together for years. I got them to take their place, and the podcast has been going great. You know, some bumps with scheduling sometimes. It happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, we got a good amount of episodes out, plus some bonus shows and commentaries we did. Nice. And uh, we're starting sidecasts now because – the sidecasts is that we started a, I know W and Matt have one in the works in the future. And sure, I have sure. a celluloid dissections, which have two episodes that we were actually really having fun with uh Carly from Netflix and chill horror podcast. Who's yes, uh, a great co-host. I love enjoying hearing her like witnessing movies for the first time. It's oh yeah. Yeah. It. She's, she's got a,
2: a, a good, like take on everything whenever I've heard her on podcasts and she's, She knows what she's talking about. She's not just kind of like, uh, you know, blindly going into the movie and not knowing exactly what she feels about it. Like, she's very smart about it, but also has a good personality. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy listening to her on other shows as well. So
4: Yes, and that's why I grabbed her, because I'm going to become like her Obi-Wan Kenobi in a way and (laughs) shape her into a movie lover and stuff. But, you know... But then,
2: unfortunately, you're going to have to die just so that she can get stronger.
4: Right. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> Unless I go, like, uh, the dark way and become, like, Lord Sidious or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got to figure it out. You don't have to die, at least.
2: <laughs> exactly. And and it's not until later. <laughs> yeah. Not until later.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're having a blast. We're doing Peter Jackson's Bad Taste for the next episode, so I can't That's wait awesome. to talk. Awesome. It's first time watch for her, because she's, like, she's a little bit younger than us. I always like to turn like the young crowd to like these movies and see what they think (laughs) about Mm it so yeah definitely you know and of course the show that uh, you probably all know me from on the legion network is underwater kaiju from outer space
0: Mm
4: -hmm. which is uh the kill the cast side cast with me mr jerry heron mr venom jerry cortez and the man of the myth the legend the donna nelly Yes.
2: I know. He's actually the only one of the cast that hasn't been on the show now. And it's only because I just don't like him that much, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't, I, I do definitely like Don. It's just, uh, yeah, I, he's great. I definitely wanted to um, like after, cause Jerry was on a couple times and then we just had Jerry Cortez on and then asking you about this one, I was like, Oh, I got to have Don on for something too. But I know Don's into a lot of different different actually, types of movies so uh, i'm sure that we'll find something yeah, to I, was, like. I
4: was actually shocked because you did get caught on the cgi shark show mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. like, at first i'm like wait because i didn't see the thumbnail at first either because i have pod uh uh what's it called podcast attic as my app now right so i'm like wait is this a don and featured episode yeah yeah <laughs> but like, that's a great episode i love you guys talking about thank franchise. you thank you
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you know, I thought about asking Don, but I wanted more someone more in like the the kind of mindset of where we w- are, because I know Don would would be like, you know, in love with them where we were kind of like, yeah, these are fun, but we don't love yeah, of them, you know. So so mm-hmm. that's you know, that's his thing. He loves that shit. So but hey, we can always have him come on and just do more of those movies. It's not like, yeah, we could do the rest of the Sharktopus
3: movies. Oh, yes. Oh boy. So, werewolf. Oh I reviewed that. Yes. I review reviewed that one. Oh my god. That one and the the Shark Desist or Exorcist one. That's one looks
2: cool.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, Shark Exorcist is really bad. It's
4: from Donald Farmer, the Sean Video director. <laughs> oh yeah, and I like Donald Farmer stuff. But even i like, oh my god. <laughs>
2: nice. Uh, so what's what is sort of your uh, your, I guess, brief history with kaiju and Godzilla movies. or Were you kind of like a lifelong fan, or is this a later thing that you caught on to in your older age?
4: Uh, no, this has been since day one. Uh, nice. First, first uh, Godzilla, well, I'll talk about the first kaiju film I ever saw was uh, War of the Gargantuans, of course, which was old-school mm-hmm. AMC when they showed fucking good movies for once. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all saw Walking Dead repeats and stuff. And <laughs> right. They had, like, amicus anthology movies and War of the Monster Fest, you know? That was the stuff back in the day. Sure. And then, of course, the first Godzilla film I ever saw was Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, which okay. is one of the later 70s ones where it's, like, a little bit goofier, but it's awesome at the same time still. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Right. Well, when you're a kid, it's all
4: awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah 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 you know i know that but it's yeah, still yeah. awesome still because it's still that nostalgia factor of seeing sure it. but uh it's been a while and i've been searching for a lot of them and uh the ones i haven't owned you know i own a lot of them on dvd and you know i'm probably am hey, gonna grab that criterion set down the line uh it's a little steep for my price range right now but you know that when i saw yeah, that whatever. pop up i'm like oh my god finally but uh Kaiju films, you know, the Kaiju subgenre has been with me. It's actually a lot of the film genre that got me into watching movies like this and RoboCop or like the two movies that got me into loving films and Gojira has been there sure. since day 1 for me and he's if I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for watching all these movies growing up.
2: Oh, that's cool. It's it's definitely something as a kid that you it, it makes you curious like how how did they do this you know like you want you right. want to like figure it out or whatever and it makes you appreciate movie making but also you get invested in the characters and the stories and i think godzilla was kind of one of those first things that started building a universe of shit that existed in the same universe as other shit and those things would meet in movies and fight each other and yeah you know way before yeah. that, there was the avengers there was godzilla versus whatever monster or whatever monster versus whatever monster yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah.
4: and they had destroy all monsters where they had all the monsters sure yeah yeah. so
2: i think that that definitely helped bring people in like i remember as a kid seeing some of them and it just never i I never disliked it but it never was like a thing that resonated with me to like where i kept watching it you know and and Mm -hmm. later on in life i watched them and go like oh these are awesome i I should have been watching this my whole life, but at the time it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Now I want to go back to watching Lethal Weapon or whatever. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
3: same with me. It was more or less like, let me see the monsters. I was more interested in that. And then when the talking parts came, you know, when it was the whole political or or how to destroy him, I was just, you know, it was all in Japanese anyway. And so I didn't understand it, but I just wanted to see the monsters and I would draw the monsters. So I was more interested in the cover art. Mm-hmm. or like what was who was Godzilla fighting this time or what I get to see and uh uh my favorite villain of that time was uh Monster Zero when he fought that uh King Ghidorah, Space Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 nice yeah and
4: spe- and, you know it's weird because uh the way you say that too it's weird that like a lot of the human stories are the way they are in Godzilla films but here's a perfect example of this is one invasion of the Astro monsters aka Godzilla versus Monster Zero is hailed as one of the best kaiju films of all time. Right. But there's but there's only seven minutes of kaiju action in the film. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But the story is very good in that. You have like the exilion aliens and like yeah. Nick Adams and his love with one of the exilion women who all look alike. I wish I lived on that planet. Like
3: that. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's one of those movies I appreciated later, like what Paul was saying, like later in life when you're actually like, okay, I'm going to sit and see what this is about. It was like, wow, this is my favorite one.
2: Right, right. Yeah, and and just a little bit of exploration I've done over the the few years. I just hit like my three years of being on Facebook. So this is like uh, since I basically got on Facebook to start interacting with people from podcasts and Hmm. getting introduced to stuff like these movies or or other subgenres of horror that you don't know about until you hear somebody else telling them about them on their podcast. Right. uh, from mm-hmm. interacting with people like you and Jerry Herring and Jerry Cortez and, and listening to your show and stuff, I've definitely become a lot more interested in it and wanting to check out some of these and and actually checking some of them out too, so... Especially I know.
3: after these two, right? I mean. Yeah,
2: and I know at one point Jerry gave me a list of like five or six of them, and I got through like half of them, and then I started watching uh-huh. other movies for the podcast, and then I forgot to get back to it. So. And then you started watching *Lethal Weapon* and. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal Weapon coming soon. <laughs> but it just got added to Netflix, guys, and I don't even own it on disc or anything.
4: Right, so. it, it happens. <laughs> Come on, I know that sign dance. Like, like it was weird. Like this weekend was the one time I wasn't recording a show besides like this show. Mm-hmm. Like later on, I'm like, what the hell am I gonna watch? Because I I watched <laughs> the two movies. Yeah, and I'm like I could watch whatever the hell I want this week. Right, like, right, all <laughs> right. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's at least
2: a good reason to kind of mix up the shows that you're doing to be different types of movies. Then so you are not always watching the same kind of stuff too, you know? Yeah, I hear so you there. Really. It helps you become creative on, on making the shows because you kind of start to form it into, like, stuff that you want to watch. It's kind of where I'm going with our programming now is, like, this list of all a bunch of movies that we want to watch anyways, and then hmm. they just kind of are going to get randomly picked and, and thrown out there. So sure. uh, what what are some of the... Movies you would recommend people that wanted to get more exposure and maybe had only seen a couple things here and there or, or don't know many of like the classics, but stuff for people that are just kind of getting into it that would be a good kind of gateway.
4: Uh, well, if you just want like the singular monster films, you have to start with those and then like uh, Rodan. It's one of my favorite all-time favorite kaiju films of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a weird film because it starts out like. A whodunit slasher filmed, and it turns into like a killer bug movie, okay. and then the ends like a giant kaiju film at the end. So it has like a mixture of like subgenres within it. That because the whole beginning scene where you like who's killing these people in the mine, it's kind of I'm like it's Harry Ward. No, it's not. It's these giant dragonfly larvae, you know. <laughs> so and then it it's some horrific scenes in there. It's actually some good tension, especially in the mine scenes. I really enjoy that one. Uh, great score by uh, Maestro Ifukube, who we uh, you heard music from him to when you watched Shin earlier. It's amazing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's a, if you don't have like, he's great in like his uh, scores for these movies that he did most of the Kaiju films, you know. Right. So it's it's iconic, especially he's the, the main John
3: Williams of Kaiju. He right. is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh... to, to keep the Star Wars references going, so. definitely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I. Godzilla
4: versus Mothra is a big one for me. It's mm-hmm. uh, the first like one where you see like a another iconic monster fight another iconic monster because right, Mothra right. had her own film before this one and Godzilla was already stabled. And uh you know, and you see them clash. King Kong versus Godzilla, of course. Yes, right. Yeah. Another iconic appearance. Uh War of the Gargantuans, like I mentioned, Frankenstein Conquers the World, which is a classic in the genre, one of Nick Adams' last films. Hmm. Uh It's awesome. Nice. There's tons. You know, like, if you want to go, like, in the 90s, the Gamera Heisei Trilogy, which are, okay. the, aka, the better Gamera movies.
0: Okay. <laughs> because,
4: you know, the show one. Like, I like the first few of the show ones, but then they get very kid-oriented. Okay. Where you have, like, these kids, like, as the heroes following Gamera, and Gamera has to protect the kids wherever they go, you know? Sure, so sure save the world bullshit like all those types. but like the heisei uh gamma films that uh sheshi kaneko directed in the 90s uh, outstanding some of the best kaiju films ever yeah yeah and uh, of course uh, one last godzilla film i'll mention is gmk which is also from the same director as the gamma films okay uh, which is iconic and awesome you can see godzilla is like like uh white-eyed soulless demon like kind of isn't the movie we're going to talk about now but uh right <laughs> but uh right, right another thing if you wanted to start from the beginning the original Gorgiera,
0: mm-hmm.
4: 54 yeah gets yeah. right in the mood and it's a good centerpiece to the film we're about to talk about too yep
2: for sure have you ever seen because i haven't mentioned south park in a couple episodes but the south park when Streisand <laughs> uh, yeah, she turns into Mecha Streisand, and like Robert Smith turns into <laughs> uh, like a, gi- a giant moth, right? And then I forget, Sydney, Sydney, po- Sydney, Sydney 40 is like
4: Gamera. He's like a turtle. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> that shit's so funny. Yeah. And then the guy is like singing the song in the background <laughs> while they're fighting each other. That's so great.
4: <laughs> I haven't seen that.
2: That's
1: like
4: season one. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah,
1: that's old school right there. My mom always said there were no monsters, but there are, aren't there, Chef? We have to say goodbye to South Park. Oh, no! help me! Am I too late? Who are you? Dude, Robert Smith of The Cure. Here, you boys, hold this walkie. You can help me fight her. You can try, Robert Smith, but that thing just beat the crap out of Leonard Martin and Sydney Portier. I have to try. I can't let Barbara Streisand do this to the entire world. Robert Smith, Robert Smith. We must tell him that her weak point is the nose. Rabbit Smith, hit her nose. Use robot punch. She must be powerless now. Quickly, Robert Smith. She's powerless. He did it. No more Barbara Streisand ever. Wow, Robert Smith is the greatest person that ever lived.
3: Our savior.
1: Can I have my walkie-talkie back now, please? No way. You gave it to us. It's mine now. All right. row shampoo you for it. Ready?
0: <laughs> hey, where's he going? Goodbye, Robert Smith.
1: Thank you for your help. Visit us again. Disintegration is the best album ever.
2: I know, but yeah, I haven't mentioned a Southwark episode in a couple of shows.
4: so
3: Yeah, uh, get it in. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, it's
4: just a. You, you guys know what the word kaiju actually means? Uh, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know actually. I it, 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 the translation for it is strange beast. Okay. So oh, Okay. Which uh, makes sense <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
4: when you think about it, because sure. Uh, instead, because a lot of people get like the mixture like the giant bug movies from like the '50s with like these oh, type right. of movies. Right. Yeah. Right you could tell the difference right away because it's a different style and just the way that the creatures look and you know they usually have like radiation but there's also a deformoralization with the mutation of the parents of the creatures also
2: right right mm-hmm. where it's not just a large version of the other animal it's yeah actually, like, like turned into <laughs> some other shit
4: right exactly right, right. and of course like mothra is like a god because if you kill her she could come back every movie she's like Sing me right. my song because I'm a diva. She's like the Mariah Carey. <laughs>
3: oh, yes, I remember that. Right. What was that? What with the plant one? Biotanica. uh, Bio- yes, yes. Uh, it's again, I go by cover art, right, on these kind of things because that's one of the things I used to draw all the time, especially that one because of the spores and everything. Yeah, so, that's a great like uh, that old VHS. Oh my god, that yes. cover art. It's amazing, yes, 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 iconic. Yes. That's why uh, it said strange monsters just makes so much sense. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's awesome.
4: But uh, ironically, uh, we just reviewed that film and it didn't kind of hold up for me over the. No,
3: again, it's it's that more visual, more nostalgia that makes these films, or especially the Godzilla, you know, in that world, that world building is. It's uh, I think everybody appreciates it. Like you said, you know, you go back and sometimes revisit. You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't uh. I don't remember this being this bad or what did I really like this? But yeah, it's sometimes it's the score or yeah. it's some memorable monster that, that keeps it alive. Yeah. The, the,
4: the problem with the Biollante is it's called Godzilla versus Biollante, but Biolante's yeah. in the movie for four minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. that was my major issue. Like some of the, like, cause I actually on the episode, we nicknamed all the characters, like the main, like a, uh, G-Force guy we called Asian Eric Estrada
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so if you go back and watch that you know exactly who I'm talking about because he looks like an uh, Asian Eric Estrada that's awesome That's great. and then we had Asian Kenny Loggins <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we come up with some funny shit on there sometimes
2: I do remember that episode now I actually want to watch the movie just to like put the names to the faces
0: right, right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah
2: I'll make like There's... a little movie posters with like <laughs> your, your names for them, but
4: then with the character faces. <laughs> exactly. But of course this genre, of course was started by, uh, four men, uh, in general, uh, the Honda who directed the original Gorjira. Right. uh, Tamake Tamaka, who was the producer of Toho produced majority of the Godzilla and Kaiju films for Toho at the time right. until he passed away. Uh, Eiji Subaruya, who was the special effects artist
0: mm-hmm. and
4: did all the suitimation and made all the suits and the miniatures, and Akira Ufukube, who did the score. And fun fact, if you didn't know this about the original Gorgera, uh, do you know how they made the original roar? No, I feel like I've no. heard it, but
2: I can't remember if there was something a- interesting.
4: Akira about... Ufukube actually took like this upright bass, and what he did was he had a glove and he put the glove over the bass chords, and it made the roar sound. And they just distorted it, and that's the original roar of Godzilla. Right, really? Which you hear in the in Shin also. It's the first roar that you hear. Right. right. Yes. That. Yes.
3: yes. Such an iconic I, sound. Like you I can't mistake it. I have an upright bass in my house, so I'm gonna actually try to recreate that. Yeah. There's actually a
4: video on YouTube and trying to do it. I know they did it like a,
3: some distortion to it too.
4: And you know, like the yeah, famous yeah. foot, like the famous footprints. That's actually two drums. So all the old... Right. Kube actually did all the roars and, like... Okay. Actually, like, the foot stomps and stuff, too, in his nice. composition. That's cool. So all those sound effects are done with real instruments and shit. Yeah. Very cool. That is awesome.
2: Yeah, I knew there was some some kind of weird ingenuity like that with an instrument and something that doesn't go with an instrument. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre where you, like raked something across some other stringed instrument to make that weird camera popping sound Oh, the Polaroid yeah, camera? yeah yeah
3: yeah it's yeah
2: some, something like a stringed instrument and then some like power tool being dragged across it or some shit or yeah. something horrifying i'm sure
4: yeah ccm and godzilla imagine that movie
2: yeah right <laughs> i feel like godzilla would probably win
4: yeah. Especially this version of Godzilla we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. this one the fucks the shit up, man. It's right. awesome.
2: So why don't we start with our uh, first movie is going to be Shin Godzilla. Uh do you Marco, do you want to synopsize this movie or the yeah,
3: other one? I can do this one. Okay. I can do this one. Um first off, uh Derek, do you know what Shin means? Why it's it called Shin Godzilla?
4: It it actually has two meanings, the Asian word shin. It means New or God gotcha
3: gotcha hmm. that's right because I think it was actually in the dialogue huh God of all gods or something like that so mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah so Shin Godzilla uh, what 2016 um, this is basically a reboot of the entire Godzilla franchise or this movie so everybody in the in the movie as you're watching it Godzilla comes out for the very first time and what a unique um, concept is Godzilla comes to surface. On just like a normal day, uh, it was like in Tokyo Harbor, or something like that, Tokyo Bay, and he comes on the land as a land animal, and it's kind of like evolution number one as he evolves into the Godzilla kind of as we know, but with a great twist. And his as he makes his way towards Tokyo uh, for pure devastation, he evolves, you know, in steps every time he appears on screen, and um, there's the. A conflict of the UN and the rest of the world saying, look, Godzilla is or this this creature is out there. They don't really want it for war or defense this time. They're going to nuke it. And it's right. the whole controversy of throwing another nuke on Japan as that being right, the third right. bomb ever to be dropped. And there, so there's that race before time. They have a cure or something to stop Godzilla with uh, versus the UN resolution to nuke it uh, as they're evacuating Tokyo. So a great twist on it. Um, I like the fact that they're just kind of like, you know, this is a reboot, but it's also um, in the same vein and same style as like you know, original Godzilla, and right. uh, and this Godzilla's kicks ass. He's he's awesome. I love the transformations of it. I love how gory it is. It's very first one, how he just like blood through his gills, and and of course they explain everything through it how he uh, was following radiation and and how his body works as a radioactive, uh, you know. Entity, a radioactive, yeah. yeah exactly so it runs in the same vein of how this is how you stop them you have to cool the system down or or yeah yeah and, and the then, cooling system or something th- like that but yeah
2: it's great oh and the the whole other part of the movie is kind of like a mockery of like the japanese democracy system and how yeah, yeah, it's how bloated everything is and how long everything takes and how much waste there is uh, yeah so it's, it's kind of this from, commentary like the drama
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't really have a drama. There's really not really like love interest and like, um, you know, where we have to follow a a mom and dad escaping this kind of stuff. This is very political driven. So you have one scene of just the, you know, the prime minister and his cabinet and they're meeting in in the defense guys. And they're saying, this is how Mm -hmm. we stop them and going through all these red tape and everything. And then you have Godzilla rampaging. And my God, if, if they didn't use like tsunami footage for this thing, I mean, it was it was fantastic. The destruction that they use in this film right so what's uh
2: what do you think about this what's your kind of initial thoughts on this one derek uh
4: this is actually gonna sh- shock you guys okay sure this is my number one film of 2016 yeah oh nice
3: i could i honestly i could see it i'm like i said um it's it's not bad it's very very uh, cinematography was fantastic well, mm-hmm. but, like, and this
4: is a first time live action film for this director Right. Wow, this That's is good. this is Hidekiano's live action debut. You guys heard of him before? Yes. He was a he he's an anime director. He created oh, okay. Neon Genesis Evangelion.
2: Yeah, I was looking. I actually looked up his credits, and I I didn't recognize any of yeah, it. I don't watch any of that stuff
4: either. So it's really dark and depressing. In okay. Evangelion, which you could tell by the aesthetical choice. and this film is actually very aesthetically like a anime or a manga the way it's shot we're like mm-hmm. still shots and stuff it has that aesthetical look yeah. and, uh it's you know I, the best possible way to watch this movie and for a first time experience is in the theater which i did oh yeah, sure yeah. sure and i wish because, i did yeah because you could actually expand on and you don't have to look at your phone every time and not miss anything important the best way I would describe this movie, in a nutshell, it's a Japanese version of All the Prisoner's Men meets a Lovecraftian kaiju film. <laughs> right. There you go. That's good. And, you know, I, I get when people say they don't get, like, because of the political shit in it. But I love political thrillers like The Contender and, like, Steven mm-hmm. Sodenberg films. So uh-huh. it, I was in golf, you know. You just in for the ride and uh, you know it's not like they weren't doing anything they were trying to solve a problem it's oh yeah 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 it's a very now godzilla film like the original was all about like the h bomb testing and you know the dropping the bomb on Hiroshima Real this problem. one is talking about the events that happened in japan of the date like the tsunamis right. and mm-hmm. the toxic yes. and the toxic waste dumping which godzilla in this film came from the toxic waste right, which right. Is a different which makes sense to the way that he is what he is in the film and what he does
0: mm-hmm.
4: which you know I know a lot of people complain about his new abilities but it makes sense because he comes from toxic nuclear waste instead of just regular like H-bomb Sure. Yes. Yeah.
3: yeah 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 no it's a complete revisioning of it and of course they're going to give Godzilla new powers but it's not, he, yes, he's overpowered, but then again, he's not, right? Because it, it is like this energy thing he's got to rebuild and then sleep and then, you know, kind of power up. But uh, one of the greatest things is, is the political. I love when political movies do this where they go, look, we have to go outside, think outside the box and bring in a ragtag group of misfits and criminals and hackers and stuff to figure this out too because our, our resources are limited. And I love the fact that they. They kind of did that. Sure, sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. My only like that. I guess my complaint about the political side of it—not that there was anything wrong with what they were doing—and it all sort of made sense. Um, it was just the way that it was edited and and cut so fast, and it was so—it was very oh, dense. Really fast. It was very dense too, and so it was really hard to like latch on to any specific characters. And you start to kind of get some gist of like who these people are, and then they just kind of like move on. <laughs> And they're not right, really right. important. And there was, you know, the couple guys, the the one main character Yaguchi, who's like kind of the through line main character, and a few other recognizable faces. But a lot of people I feel like are just kind of like in and out of the movie pretty quick. Yeah, like and the prime
4: minister, he he actually gets blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or right, the right. um
2: the like after the prime minister, there was the guy with the glasses that was like Yaguchi's like buddy slash helper, and then he's like out of the movie and.
3: Right. <laughs> so it's just it, it yeah, shuffles yeah, yeah. through
2: so many characters so lots all way characters that you're just kind of like what the fuck is actually happening and you're trying to read the dialogue and look at the faces and you're like eh. and I, I considered watching the English dub version and i actually started to put it on and it just is so off-putting to me to hear like in right. proper voices yeah. speaking it it just like takes me out of the movie too much so i'm like no i'm just gonna I'm gonna do it, and I actually watched it twice, and I got more of it the second time. But um, that would be my only thing, and, and like the way that everything is edited, it's like it's all like close-ups of people's faces, and it's like this person's yeah. face saying something, that person's face saying something, that person's face saying something, and so yeah. it's very like choppy too. So
4: yeah, yeah I, that's the whole thing with the it being filmed like a manga though too, because a lot right, of right. mangas it's like, have like it's- all those close-ups too.
2: Yeah, it's like so, um, panels of a comic book or something, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. That's what they were trying to go for because mm-hmm. that's what he he's known for, mm-hmm. you know. Right, Which right. right. I, I get why people don't like that. It didn't bother. It's not like Dragon Wars bad, you know. Like we just did a commentary okay. for that movie, and okay. the editing is like so flashy and bam, 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 right, bam, right. bam, and oh, and plus the acting's terrible in that movie. This one, <laughs> yeah, right? And you know what helped me too with this one. Because I actually knew some of the actors too going into it. Okay. And, you know, some recognizable because I watch a lot of these fucking movies. These Asian. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm right, sure there right. was probably
2: a lot of people. Were there people like from old movies that they brought in for this like, one? Cameos, like or like they do in horror movies and stuff.
4: Well, uh, some. Uh. One main really. one was uh, the main one of the main soldier guys was John Kinamara, the old dude from The Whalen. that you know you guys ever see The Whalen? The Japanese stranger that comes to Korea and no he's in the movie okay. uh the main uh the prime minister is actually played by Rena who's in numerous Takashi Mike movies okay and he has an awesome role in hair extensions where he plays this weirdo that's infatuated with hair he's obsessed with hair mm. huh. it's a great role and that's a great movie you gotta yeah, see yeah I, I know of that movie actually too I've been wanting to see that yeah writing it down now <laughs> nice nice <laughs> Uh, one of the main scientists, uh actually you know, he wears like a pink scarf around his neck for most oh, of the right, right. right, right that, yeah, yeah, that guy. That that's Sheena Toscomato who directed Tessio the Iron Man. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, and he's also in uh Ichi the Killer, he's the dude that ends up becoming jacked at the end. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in tons of movies like he he's even nice, started nice. in Martin Scorsese's silence in the same year, so okay actor slash director, so it was cool to see him in this, because I was like, oh shit, Sheena, you know, he's a sure, legend. Sure. So, but yeah. That's cool, so
2: other than um, obviously some of the sound effects in the score, mm-hmm. what, are some, awesome. what are some ways that, um, that you picked up that it paid tribute to other movies or just kind of did little like shout outs or Easter egg type of th- things to other movies from the, the past that it was recognizing. Mm. Was wow. there anything significant or Well,
4: it, it's pretty much is its own thing which I do respect. Right. Like they do use like all the old sound effects and stuff, but there hasn't been a kaiju film kind of like this in a long right. while. Uh probably one's that I would think of about it like uh, because Godzilla's kind of like a Lovecraftian demon in this one. Right, right. Yes. Especially yes. The way that he changes form and stuff. Yes, and yeah, that's cool. And he just looks like like something like H.I. Geiger designed, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially his first design, absolutely. Mhm. Like even like some of the stuff at the final shot, you know, <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Oh, but, oh uh, the
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
4: but uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think if I ever like knew of like other movies like with evolving creature i know i know that i've seen them before i just can't think of the names off the top of my head sure, sure. Uh, but uh with this aesthetical choice of doing it like this it's a bold mood for reboot godzilla in this way
3: mm-hmm. um uh, can i uh, let me ask you uh that last shot can we do you guys want to spoil that or do you want to just uh yeah you can you can <laughs> okay. we can do
2: spoilers if, if anyone so, doesn't want it spoiled then obviously you know go listen yeah go watch i just want to come back so
3: Yeah, I just wanna a as, <laughs> w- uh ask Derek this and like other fans of like this genre because it is a is it is pretty much of uh you know uh near and dear to their hearts because it, it's something that they love. Like you said, this is your favorite movie of that year. Mm-hmm. Um that last shot when you show Godzilla's tail and had all these little creatures on it, that was, to me, I was, I was like just almost applauding because I was like I love that. That was awesome, especially the the aesthetics of it. And it seemed like you have the big creature It is morphing into like all these sudden it's going to be like little creatures. Are they going to become little Godzilla's or is this going to become like a infestation monster creature film? And I don't recall that being very part of like the old school. Godzilla or just kaiju it's, films? It's,
4: it's a v- it's a very honor thing because Evan Gillian kind of messes around with that too.
3: Okay, okay, okay. Well, I was gonna ask you: does, does that bug you if that's something they move forward to, or is it, or is that something like, no, what we've seen it all before? This is something new that's cool because you're and, and it just kind of to me it was like getting away from like the big monster rampaging in a Tokyo town uh, mm-hmm. theme. So I, if, like, a second one and all of a sudden these little, eight, like, all of a sudden it's, like, aliens, you know, on Earth, um, is that something that you would, like, oh, I'm, I'm in for this, or is it going to bug you a little bit? Well, the way that Godzilla is in this film, it didn't really bug me because
4: pretty much what I took that final shot is he got beaten by these us pretty much. Yeah. Right. And he decided, I'm going to evolve into the one thing that beat me, man. Ah, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So, so that's the way that he's going to fight back. Uh unfortunately from there cuz we we kind of in Taku like the news of the Kaiju films like the right. future of Godzilla and there oh might not be a sequel to this unfortunately. <laughs> right. Going forward. In a,
3: yeah, in a way like it's 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 weird for me because I like the fact that when it comes left open like that where it's like oh okay i get it i can play the whole movie in my head of what's gonna happen next or, especially with god because again they just kind of put him asleep in this film they didn't really kill him um in a way i kind of like that that open-ended right. uh, movie or but then again it was yeah, so yeah. cool it was such a cool ride this film too it was like mm-hmm. okay I, i'm down to see a sequel so hearing that news kind of makes me a little sad right y- yeah because i think they're gonna
4: go with a like, original like aesthetical choice of godzilla in the f- future which I'm, I'm okay you know more godzilla the better <laughs> either
3: way sure, sure i believe there's right. room for both honestly there's we've been we've had so much like you said night what 1957 50 was 50 the first four? one 54, 54. Right. we've had a, so many that there is room to continue this type of godzilla and then have the traditional one so yeah yeah i mean there's room for it so
4: yeah, and if anybody complains about like the story in this one, watch the anime ones on Netflix because I oh my that. god, I, uh, yeah, they're, they're so drawn out. Mm-hmm. They, you know, so there's, actually they're, they're kind of some cool stuff that happens within them, but the journey there
3: is not kind of worth it in a way. So sure, sure, right, right, right. Which that's something I really appreciate in this film is like it almost kicks off like, boom, Godzilla's here. <laughs> it's like uh, all right. Let's yeah, get right. into it. There's really no set because I, it's such a familiar character. I don't know if you need that much setup. up. And, and you know what? Right, I,
4: right. I do I do respect, you know, like there's a funny thing about this, uh, you know, where they're waiting to get the okay to shoot the weapons. That's something uh-huh. that I was wondering, like the older movies, like why are they fucking waiting to shoot? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, I know right, why. Yeah. Now yeah. I know why. Yep, yeah. So it's so cool. That, but, but of course, you know, another thing I'm excited for is the uh, – these guys that made this one are actually doing another kaiju movie. And it's another thing that we usually cover on our show, Underwater Kaiju, is Shin <laughs> Ultraman is going to be their next film. Oh, cool. They're rebooting yeah, Ultraman cool. into a film. So huh. I, I can't wait to see what they do with that. If it's anything like this, I'm like, what the hell?
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, or if is it going to be the end of uh, Big Man Japan? Because it kind of look like Ultraman. But we'll get there.
4: Right, uh, right. Well, I'll get into that, too, because I know some behind-the-scenes stuff about the director.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So, uh,
2: to me, like, the, the the real, like, shining moment of this movie is that second battle when they actually do fully engage mm. Godzilla, mm. and then he just explodes all of his radioactive fury and ham. destroys yeah. the city. <laughs> and and several cities away, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that just... Uh, very, have you, very is there anything that has been like that magnitude of uh, destruction in any of these movies because that one was just um, like the way I, the I, music I, went over it and you're just like oh well this this entire city <laughs> is gone now
4: I, I, I love that I love that they like just use the city to destroy it pretty much and use mm-hmm. it against so it's like Tokyo's fighting back
3: yeah I, mean, right. I felt I felt though that a nuclear bomb would have done less damage <laughs> I know it's really. fun, it's funny because because in like all the
4: older movies. Uh, you see, Godzilla always destroying trains. So this is like the the whole beginning is like the revenge of the trains because they have all the trains right. coming and in yep. crashing into him. Kamikaze. I know. Yeah. Choo choo, motherfucker. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh,
2: but I I love the energy blast thing that he does, yeah. like all off his back and out of his mouth. That's such a cool touch. But, yeah, Marco is right. It's almost like – I felt like there was, like, a a commentary almost of, like, they don't want to use the nuclear bomb, but they're just letting the city get nuked anyways in the process. (laughs) They might as well have just nuked it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the principal thing because they had a very, like, you know – uh, disturbing images of another nuclear bomb going off in their country, you know, rightfully right. so, right? So, and there was a lot of that hatred towards that, and, you know, some political views got in there, and uh, you know, how dare the, you know, we let the U.S. do this to us again kind of deal, And but at the same time, like, I mean, it was funny, and I love the I loved the scene, again, when they're blowing buildings on them to trap them and stuff, but I'm like, sitting there going, man, at what point do you say a, a nuclear bomb would have been less damage and Probably more effective. <laughs> I know. But it was great, nevertheless.
4: Yeah, man. Man, it was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's another cool thing about this film that I forgot to mention? How cool is it that they say both his names in this film? Yes. Yeah, right, Yes, right. they do. Yep. They say Godzilla and Godzilla because there's actually like an American – there's English in this movie. Like There's people speaking yeah. mm-hmm. American because are one of the main Asian – like, uh, she's like a, works for the the U.S. Yeah, she's her, like the ambassador. Her father, mm-hmm. Yeah, her mm-hmm. father is like a senator. Uh, and there's like this paper and he's like, Godzilla? Yeah. Yes. And then we also named him Gojira. I'm like, the U.S. named him Gojira? I'm like...
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a cool throwback. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's yeah. awesome.
2: Her, her English was a little bit distracting because it, like, the subtitles kept switching <laughs> from, like, English back to Japanese and then English, and I'm like... It's, I, I get that they're trying to point out like, hey, she's the American one, but right, it's also right. weird because I kept going. Do, do all these people actually speak both languages, or are they just looking at her and being like, yeah, whatever, lady, go ahead, keep talking? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It seemed weird
2: because they were not speaking English at all, and then she would speak to them, and then they would understand it. I'm like, right, 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 right. I guess. I, I knew like the main dude, with the glasses, did. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it makes sense that he would. Yeah, yeah, it was just a well, weird touch. Like they were trying to point out that she was the American one.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is, it was, I, I get it too at the same time. Uh, because they're all was, polit- it's all political people too, oh, yeah, so yeah. they might have to use English. Well, and she
2: was great. Like I loved her little side story thing about yeah. where she was with – I think that she was supposed to be with the actual president, right? And. Yes, and he was saying about how if she was going to be the president by the time she turned forty that there was this political nightmare if she did this and didn't do that and this you know it was a lot of that kind of stuff like, oh well, if you want to be a successful politician, you have to kind of you know pander to whichever crowd it fits better
3: to mm-hmm. to do so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I, I think they nailed that the whole politicalness mm-hmm. of it and the red tapes and all that stuff they had to go through and and you know the kind of the humanitarian choices that the Japanese Prime minister had to go through and it was like, don't Mm -hmm. shoot because there's, there's civilians there. Or at this time, it's like, you know, collateral damage at at this cost. It's like outweighs. Okay. If he gets to Tokyo, it's all over. So we're going to have to just kind of go for it. And that struck in that struggle, it wasn't all cold blooded that a lot of movies get to, you know, where it's like government and military just want to nuke shit and just move on. This was a little bit more moral, you know, structure to it, which I appreciated. And Mm I wish that was more prevalent these days, you know, of that of that sentiment. You know, it could be, you know, Japan, you know, Japanese uh, government is they take that more in consideration, and because mm-hmm. I know a lot of a lot of that stuff does sh- show through movies, so um, yeah, we can all learn
2: something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Does anyone have anything else, or do you guys want to give kind of our final thoughts and well, our well, readings I'll, of the movie?
4: One last thing I gotta say. Sure. Though there is one scene you know, like relief and comedy in the film and it's fucking hilarious to me. Uh the new prime minister to get selected after he has his first like me and, oh, me, and he looks oh, at yes. his, his noodles like, Oh, they're soggy now. I need this job <laughs> would be tough. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was great. <laughs> it, was yeah, great. I know. <laughs> it was like the only moment of like relief in like this whole like because it's like darkness and the spirit just happened before, and then yeah, more. Yeah. shit's about to happen.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. man, my noodles are soggy. <laughs>
0: there's
2: there's a couple little like physical comedy things. That, at least maybe just because I'm um messed up or whatever, but things <laughs> with like Godzilla smashing a certain thing or doing a certain thing. and You're like, oh, that was kind of funny. Like stuff that looks a little bit slapsticky almost sometimes. Yeah. Right? Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, there's not really much. There's not really a lot of personality to the dialogue in general. It's kind of all very clinical.
4: Yeah, you know? it's, it's definitely in that, like I said, it's in that style of, like, if you watch, like, a Steven Soderbergh film, like, Contagion, right. it's kind of like that, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but no, that's that's uh, definitely a good a good little moment there, a, fu- a little funny dialogue piece. Uh, so we just do kind of a like-love category
3: with these, Derek. Um, mm. Do you want to go first, Marco? Sure. Okay, sure. So um, everything that we just said, I was really looking for when you when we say we were going to do this movie. I was like, yes, because I haven't seen it. You know, I didn't see it. Um, but I heard so much about it. And uh, especially like uh, uh, a friend of mine, Joey, who does who is a Godzilla lover and everything. He used to show me these clips of Shin Godzilla and his evolution and how bloody it was and how cool it was before I even saw this film. So knowing that going into it, I was like, I'm, I'm on board it's, it's a straight-up monster. You're, now we're getting some cool aesthetics to Godzilla itself. Um, I, I still think this film did stay true to the heart of Godzilla. Well, the destruction part of Godzilla, you know, he's not a hero. He's just out there trying to uh, feed and kill things, I guess. But uh, that's right. just the way he is. So um, I'm going to say I, I love this film. I love it for what it was. I love it in the... You put it on the shelf of all the Godzilla movies. I think it fits. I think... Um, you know, I complain a lot about reboots, right, and uh, revisioning and stuff. But there's so much Godzilla out there, and mm-hmm. there's so many of these, like you know, big monsters, like kaiju monsters, strange creatures and stuff. That this can fit as its own entity doesn't really have to be a Godzilla film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a cool little piece that they that they bookend it with, like this is something cool. And 50 um, 50 on them doing a sequel. I, again, I, I there's they're probably not going to, but. It'd be cool if they did because I would love to see the uh, next evolution of it. But also, I'm kind of cool with just headcanning uh, what went on after Godzilla uh, comes out of his sleep. So right. I love yeah. this film. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what about you, Derek? Your final thoughts
4: and your rating? Well, like I said, it's. I think this film is fantastic. Yeah. It, like the first, like definitely. T- if you're gonna first time watch this movie, shut your phone off. Hide yes. it. Don't pay attention to your phone and just yep. get twelve into the story. Because it is a very political charge film and I know a lot of these type of films could turn people off because of the politicalness of them. Which yeah. I'm not I grew up with these type of movies, like a few good men and mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. forth, backstabbing and all that shit and you know, this political gains. It it's dark and the aesthetic right. of choice is fantastic. I love how godzilla like i said is like something out of
3: hell pretty much yeah yeah
4: Just yeah like, when you see him it's like you think he looks nice
3: and cuddly, guys no he doesn't <laughs> then he opens his mouth and then his mouth opens up again and then <laughs>
4: he is like, great yeah and he has some cool defenses too i forgot to mention that especially with like yeah. his eyelids that's fucking cool as hell hell it i uh, yeah, I I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love this movie. If there's a I fucking love section, this would be in there. And you know, it's a cool like counterpart to the original film. I say mm-hmm. Mer- doom back and forth, you know, watch that one first and watch this one. It's a good uh companion sure, sure. piece to the original mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: well, and it's, it's a good way to do a whatever you want to call a, a re whatever of it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Where they where they do it different. They they use some of the style and some of the stuff, but they do a completely different take on
0: yeah, it.
4: Yeah, and plus that's a ma- major complaint with, like, the whole Millennium series. If you yeah. don't know about, like, the films that came out before this one, uh, okay. from, like, Godzilla 2000 to, like, uh, Final Wars, no, they always, uh, they always rebooted where each film is, like, its own movie, but it always, like, mentions like, the first Godzilla film happened. Right. Came And, you know, that happened in, like, 98, like, 95 or whatever, like, you know, Godzilla Fifty Four happened, so this is a sequel to that film. Right, and nothing right. else happened. This film, I, I like that they didn't. It's the first time Godzilla ever appeared. It, yes, there was no mention to Fifty Four. It never
3: happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was actually waiting for that too. I was waiting for them to say something like, "This happened back," or "This is like a predecessor yeah, to yeah. the original." And I was waiting for that. Um, the old man to show that up they did,
2: and be like, "I remember when, the, when there was a Godzilla before. You're all just too young."
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah so I, I appreciate right. that you know right I, right I like, try to just make it like a fresh take and
0: mm-hmm.
4: yeah bore us mm-hmm. with the, like the same tropes that the original like few series did
2: sure sure perfect so we have two loves um I going to be just a little bit lower than you guys um I so I would say that I love the Godzilla parts of it. And then the political parts, I can't say that I loved that as much, which for one thing, I'm not as big of a fan of that stuff. Like, it's fine. Like, I I like some of those movies that you had mentioned, some of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get get that into it. And this was well done enough that it was easy. Once you were able to settle in and figure it out, like it was Mm -hmm. easy enough to figure out what was going on and to appreciate the aesthetic of how everything was done. Um, Just that that's not necessarily my style as much. But I do appreciate that it was done well, Yeah. and the Godzilla stuff was so strong in it that yeah, yeah. It, it, it can't make that other stuff drag the movie down into where it's not enjoyable, even if you... Even if it like if it's really that bad for you and just like, I don't know, fast forward through that part a little bit.
3: Yeah. That's what pushed me over the edge <laughs> on it was, was Godzilla himself just negated everything else that was going on in the movie. I was just like, I just right, love right. this monster. Yeah. And
2: there's a good amount of it. Like it's mm-hmm. I mean, it's two hours long. It definitely could be trimmed down a little bit probably and, and mm-hmm. be tighter and have a higher percentage of Godzilla stuff, but it definitely is, is prevalent throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really I mean it's it's worth the 2 hours for sure. Yeah. Um, I also love that some stuff they do in like montages with with crappy like guitar music playing
4: behind. That's how you
2: get stuff done faster, yes. man. You got to yes. do it in a montage.
3: That's right. Always gets done faster. Um, oh yeah. Definitely. In but a
2: montage. A motherfucking montage. <laughs> definitely. You know montages are special if they have their own song about the montage they do Yeah, um, isn't that from South Park too it is
4: I think it's originally Team America but then they reused it Team them, America they...
3: if you're going to storm Kim Jong-il's palace single-handed we have to make you a complete soldier in very little time
1: how are we going to do that
3: I think I know just what we need
2: Oh, right,
4: right, yes. Yeah, and then they later reused it again in, like, that skiing yeah. episode of South Park. <laughs> yeah.
3: that And, like, I, I think I brought this up before. The best, one of the best ones, I mean, we're going off a little rails here, but uh, okay. El Super Bisto has probably one of the best montage cut song that goes along with it. So I highly recommend right. you guys watching that. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. All
2: right. So why don't we take a break? and on the other side of that break we'll talk about our second movie which is big man japan Okay, we are back to talk about our second movie, which is Big Man Japan, and this one I believe is from 2007. 2007. Mhm. Uh-huh. Uh, which this one I feel like is is very underseen. It only has 3,000 uh, people have rated it on IMDb, which is not very many.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, if you have no idea what we're talking about, definitely go watch it on Shutter. Yes. more people to see this movie from 12 years ago 13 years ago whatever
3: yeah it's definitely a
2: worth watch uh, so I am going to be synopsizing this one right yes yes uh, big man Japan is it's shot as like a faux documentary where we're we're looking through and there's a lot of questions and, and kind of leading the story through a narrator who's the I guess the director of this documentary, which Mm -hmm. is following around a guy who seems like kind of a, kind of just a regular guy, like a little bit eccentric and weird and he dresses kind of funny, but just lives in a a humble rundown house by himself. But we kind of slowly come to find out that he has this ability to turn into a giant (laughs) under, (laughs) under the permission of the government in order to fight other giant monsters, yeah. so he's kind of like I don't know what, what was the kid show when they all well, there's like the giant monster and like is it in Power Rangers or something and they have like their fucking Zords that have to like come together and they make a giant Power Ranger Zord thing and it fights the other giant things like Voltron. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that type of shit. Right, right. Except it's just a guy that gets electrocuted through his nipples into purple <laughs> panties and <laughs> goes out and beats people with a stick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> this
0: is um, so yeah, this, club. This,
1: is,
2: this is obviously like a, a comedy movie. It's I believe yeah, yeah. it's a parody of a lot of kind of kaiju battle movies, and <laughs> also kind of parodying like uh, we said the Power Rangers and the the um, Ultraman. Ultraman series, and just you know kind of a, a spoof of a lot of things. Almost it feels like. Right. Uh, but yeah, I just kind of stumbled across this on Shutter. I was I was saying before we got going. And was like, oh, it's you know, there's a lot of CGI in this movie, and it's a comedy, and it looks kind of silly. So I'll check this thing out. And I was just kind of had my hair blown back, like, what in the fuck <laughs> is this movie? And so I texted Marco and was like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but you should probably watch it.
3: <laughs> I watched it immediately after yeah. I got the or I yeah, texted right. I watched it and and uh <laughs> and I was so hooked, like. I don't know what it was about it. It was maybe it's, it, it was just it was done really well. Like, mm-hmm. like the documentary part of the movie was done, interestingly enough, like you said, very eccentric. He obviously had a home life that was kind of uh, uh, a, a daughter, you know, a daughter that uh, he was kind of estranged with and everything, because I guess this was a generational uh, gift that he had. His uh, correct was yeah. the fourth. I think number four, I forgot what it, it was. was uh, his
2: grandfather was the fourth. So he so was he, like yeah. the sixth. sixth Correct.
3: Yeah. So yeah. And it, it goes to show also, it, it goes a little bit of history in the movie where his grandfather was like this huge star and it was like supported. The guy, everybody's behind. He was a huge celebrity. And then you right. fast forward to, to him where he's kind of like a, yeah, everybody's bored with him now. Yes. He still gets big and he fights monsters. So yeah, um, but everybody's kinda like makes fun of him a little bit and he's kinda like boring and the ratings are poor because it's televises, battles and right, everything. Right. So it's like very run down. He's just kinda going by his his uh you know, that's the way it's like it's like, oh that's just the way I make a living and uh it is what it is. Uh meantime right. they're living in a world where there's these weird monsters that come out that he gets the call to go battle. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So
2: after Marco saw it and was like, yeah, I love it. And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wonder if anyone else I know has seen this movie and would want to do a podcast about it. So I <laughs> reached out to Derek and he was like, "Hey, I've seen this. So what was kind of your first impression or, or how did you come across this? Uh, of course.
4: Uh, the first time I ever heard this movie, if you know, uh, the company that released this is like magnet releasing. Yes. And I think it's on like, like one of their you know they they have like the common attractions or some of their titles on okay. their releases. That's the first time I ever heard of this movies. I saw the trailer for a very long time ago. Sure. And the trailer is very funny because it's like big is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it it's hilarious. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh you know so I was like I had to watch this cuz you know like This is a time period, because it's weird, because it's like this weird time period where there's no kaiju films at all. And then there was like these few like parody style like kaiju films came out, like this one, Def Kappa, which uh, we reviewed in Underwater Kaiju. And uh, Monster X Strikes uh, the UN Summit, those are the three that came out in like this time period where there wasn't really like an abundance of kaiju films coming out. Right. So this is a very interesting One, because uh, it's very influenced by like Sentai films and shows more than it is like actual kaiju films, because of Mm -hmm. sure, sure. The director is actually a huge fan of Ultraman. He has stated that in interviews, which makes sense with what happens at the end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and who actually the director of this is also the main star, he plays the main character of Sato. So, oh, that's correct, yeah. That's yeah, right. his name I, is uh, Hitachi Sumuto, Samuto. Yeah, there we go, Mata Sumuto, okay. Who's He's a stand-up comedian, and this is actually... He's a world-famous stand-up comedian in Japan before he actually became a director. Oh, cool, <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. And he has, like, that very dry humor and stuff. And once we get into some, like, uh, the aesthetics of, like, the monsters and stuff, I, I know, like, I hear stories and stuff that he said about... Like how he came up with the designs of them. Well, so oh, okay. some of some of them anyways. Right, uh, right. So when we get more into that, when we get into the monsters. But yeah, this is a fucking weird one. <laughs> it's a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Because it has like his style of humor, which you're either going to like when you watch it or you're going to be like, what the fuck is this?
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's really kind of slow and stale when he's just the person. Right, And they ask him questions, and he has these very basic answers. But you're right in a way, like I can almost pick up sort of the the sense of dry humor. And I know it's, it's hard cross-culture to pick mm-hmm. up humor sometimes. Exactly. right? But I could definitely feel that in his performance a little bit because I was enjoying like kind of the stuff he was saying and, and laughing mm-hmm. at a lot of the stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's kind of that like, oh, my life is so sad and look how pathetic I am. And he's sort of making fun of himself almost in a way.
4: Right, you know, right, like especially like when he's holding like the umbrella. Why do you have the umbrella with you? Because it grows yeah. big, and I like carrying because you yeah. never know when he needs it. Right, yeah, yeah.
2: He had like two metaphors like that early in the movie, and then they kind of dropped that whole. I like things that get big big when you need them to get big. Right, yeah. Because there, there was the, the uh, dehydrated, dehydrated seaweed. seaweed. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yes, yes.
2: And I was like, Oh, are they gonna keep bringing that up? And then they just kind of dropped it, and it never really. The umbrella thing kept coming up though, so they called huh. back on it later. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's talk about some of these monsters because um, you get kind of thrown into that pretty quickly. They, they're they following yeah. him and he gets a phone call to he he's, says he has to go bake. And I'm like, is he going to get high? Because <laughs> that's what I'm going yeah.
3: to
2: do. That's what that I thought, too.
4: too, like the first
2: time I saw this. like It's time to go bake. All right, let's go.
3: Let's do this. Because <laughs> it falls in. Let's go. Yeah. And so,
2: but no, he, he goes to get powered up and then he goes to fight the strangling monster is the first one, which right. I love how they do the right. like player cards for the, they come up yeah, and they're yes. like the strangling monster Its powers are known for this and that. And the, you know, so they have like a little player card and a little like yeah. header and stuff for them. Yeah. I
4: dug that too. Yeah.
2: Uh, so we have the strangling monster is this goofy thing that has like the emo haircut and it's doing the emo hair flip <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: to get its hair out of its eyes.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's great.
2: And it's, and the arms are, are connected and it just throws its arms over top of stuff and does like a German suplex yeah. yes. of, of entire buildings. So It's very
4: weird looking. Like the first.
2: Uh, yeah, well, and that's the first time we see not only him just get turned into this giant oh. version of himself. <laughs> But then we get our first other monster. So it goes from being this ground level, grassroots documentary style to giant CGI person and and weird strangling monster. And that's but, you know when you hit that first bump in the road, you're like, oh okay, Th- this yeah, is what well, I signed this, up for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was waiting for it, and it, here it is. Uh, yeah, but so crazy. yeah, what do you guys
2: what do you think of the uh, the strangling monster fight?
4: It, it it shows like why people are complaining it because it's
2: over very quickly. Yeah, right, right. Because they're... which they have like four or five monster fights, so they can't be very long, obviously.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, but it's like, oh, it was over in a jiffy. He just had to do this. It wasn't really a fight, <laughs> you know. Like later on, which yeah, like, yeah. I kind of like that aspect too. Like. <laughs> It's the audience and, like, the, the people in Japan are talking for us. <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's done very, very smart that way, too, because, like, right. I think I feel from what we are watching is what the televised version of it, because you get that player card, you know, like, you know, Big Man Japan versus, you know, this dude, and it has yeah. a little card on there. It was really cool as like, we get that aspect of it. And, yeah, and, like, they said, you know, point out where we get the reactions of <laughs> of the of this game show that everybody's watching, which is real life destruction going on around them. And he's saving them. But at the same time, it's entertainment and he is contract. He's got an agent also yeah, and, um, and sponsors. and <laughs> Yeah. So they put like a big ad on his chest or back or whatever. It's great. Yeah. But uh, this, this fight, it's just cool. Cause I, I forgot what he, he said something to him in the beginning, like, you know, stop that what you're doing yeah or that's, he always
2: shows up and tries to <laughs> tell them like hey you can't be here go away
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gets all mad and yells away. at him and they're like and the shut up
4: like, oh. Oh. It yeah
3: <laughs> yeah it's come over it just kind of looked at him and he tried to bring the building it just hit him with the billy club and i was over but it yeah. was great. It,
4: it's great it's great because it actually this creature is actually based off like the the look with the comb over it's actually based off somebody the director actually knew oh nice, oh, nice. <laughs> which, which a lot of these creatures are. He actually took some yeah, yeah. of like, the people he actually knew for like his friends to recognize. So when you're oh, watching it, right. you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. But, but they're yeah. having a blast. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're like, oh, we put so-and-so into the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, so then... The next monster that we have is the evil stair monster. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping the leaping monster. I don't want to get to the evil stair monster yet. The leaping monster who they said is as smart as an 8 year old and that was the one that was just like the one leg and the eyeball with giant elbow's head Yeah, like jumping around Yes. And uh, yes. That, that one, I feel like that fight was kind of the the less memorable one. Like, that was just, it bounced around and he just kind of whacked it. And and, it and when you hit these freaky. things, basically they just, they die. Like, their soul flies up to the sky. Yeah. Those yeah are
3: that's, gone. that's the one, the fight where he got caught in between two buildings and he died. And then, uh, yeah, he just, yeah, yeah, he like the body's there, but then his beam of light comes up uh and uh-huh. takes the soul of the guy but in that, and that that comes into play later again with theories and stuff that we'll talk about but that was the first time we saw this is what happens when you you know when these monsters are defeated and uh yeah this one was like freaky but cool at the same time it's just a leg jumping around um, right, right. with a head on top of it, it, it just, it's just i don't know weird. man it was just it's weird it was yeah.
2: weird it was very yeah weird. uh but then we get to one of the, probably the best one is the evil stare <laughs> monster which has yes. giant eye? Uh, it has a shot. giant eye attached, attached to a really long vein where its dick would go.
0: <laughs> in and, that and area. the vein is yes, like sure.
2: super long and and retractable. <laughs> yeah, and so it basically throws the eyeball around and smashes shit, and then reels the the dick cord back in that the yeah, eye is, is attached like to. A
4: giant, a giant hook thing that comes out of his ass too yeah yeah, yep, and I, yep. I
2: love that it shoots it it gets like dirt in its eye and it's like oh shit my yep. eye's dirty hold on and then it just drops it into the water and like shakes it back and forth a few times in the yeah, water yeah
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great
2: and it's, it's, it's funny legit. because they yeah. they have those like Power Ranger style monster fights where they're very slow and drawn out they're like okay I'm just gonna stand here and wait and then I'll attack right. you later yes okay, okay you done doing your thing alright now let's clash
3: yeah exactly are you, are you finished here yeah <laughs>
2: but the evil stare that- monster was pretty badass. I, that was my one of my favorite ones, I think. It was yeah. great. His, I like the battle.
3: This one and uh yeah, he threw the eyeball into like a closed area, which made it fall asleep because that's its weakness, you know. Yeah, darkness, uh, dark. Right? <laughs> and then and then Big Man Japan just rams his billy club up the this chicken monster eyeballs ass and it kills him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't write that yeah. down. He just rams it, which is Kind of he definitely obscured. violated
4: him. Yeah. He definitely did. Yeah should, yeah. should we mention? Uh, this is also like after this fight, we get our first appearance of like this mysterious red monster.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's yes. I was gonna say that then. <laughs> after he defeats that one, then the red monster shows up and beats the fucking living he, shit out of him.
3: He makes him run away, which is hilarious. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching him run away. He's like, "Fuck this!" He got scared. Like, Why'd you
2: run away? I didn't run away.
3: Yeah. I just I was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they were just leaving He was done yeah this red monster came and, and beat him up and it, yeah it was like uh he got defeated in a way but like he's like i didn't lose because i ran away and you can't count that against me but it comes to play later like it this was an implanted monster to drive up ratings that's what i got out of it
4: that's what i kind of got out of it too yeah, on oh, this yeah. watch it
3: because yeah. he was avoiding it and then they
2: later staged for him to like have to fight him basically yeah, so it was like
3: they—they they definitely they kept, were
2: controlling
3: the red monster. Yeah, because they—they it, it, it kept—they it kept alluding to this whole thing. I was like, you know, you're not as popular, and we need more sponsors. You're not getting money, and he had like as his, his discussions, things with the agent about like placement of of ads on his body, and I just felt like the agent was, you know, working to get the ratings up so he can right, right. remain in business.
4: Oh, well, she didn't even care because she's like, I got a car, my dog. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, or on a phone texting and shit. She's right. a very <laughs> difficult character to watch on screen <laughs> for me. I'm like, yes. I hate her.
2: Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that's you know they, that's they, they want you to to feel that way about the agent character because we're supposed to yes. feel bad for him, yep. even though he did he did anally violate that guy to kill him. It's not cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, but and he's got to take care of his
2: senile grandpa who likes to get sparked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the red monster kicks his ass, and he kind of just runs off and, and flees. But then he has to come back to face the stink monster. And then yes. I don't know if it was like a young version of the stink monster that also showed up. It was a male and a female. Yeah, male and female. they said <laughs> that it was the, uh, the stink monster is equal to 10,000 feces, I think the subtitle said. Yes. yes. <laughs> The, so this cool. one is great because it actually talks, and they have this whole dialogue where he's just yelling at the the woman, and then she's yelling back at him. I'm being right like in a yeah. deep
3: voice. I'm yeah, yeah. Right
4: uh, what are you doing here? You <laughs> can't he be here. He already, he I lo- said go I,
3: back to the I, suburb.
4: I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love how she's like trying to piss him off too by like pushing windows in and shit and smashing. Yeah, yeah. he's Just like poking the windows, kicking
2: cars. Yeah, yeah. Stop doing that. Stop Another doing one shows that. up. He wants to have sex with me? I can't let you do that here. You're gonna have to leave. Look at him; he's too young yeah. for me. Yeah, and then they end up having sex
3: anyways. <laughs> and his reaction. Everyone is, is great. horrified. And ben, bends over, and the other one just like runs after, and and big man Japan's like, oh. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> not in the middle of it. No. <laughs> oh god, that was just a great comedic
4: yep. moment there. <laughs> I was dying that whole scene. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, the dialogue between
2: the two of them was cracking me up because their inflection they were doing that like angry <laughs> angry shouting back and forth every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the way that it resolves. And it's that one it's another one where he doesn't even really do anything. He just shows no. up and confronts it and then they end up fucking and they just leave, I assume. So Yeah. No, yeah, he gets yeah.
4: knocked out and they just leave because they chewed and screwed.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then the the, the last one is the the child monster, which is so ridiculous, too, because they had the card they're like the child monster, and they're like the child monster could never hurt anyone, it's it's completely harmless to all human life or whatever. And I'm like, well, why is it even a monster? Then that makes no sense, but okay, right. Yeah, right. I'll go with it. Uh, but, yep, then he accidentally kills the child monster because <laughs> it bites his nipple. <laughs> it
3: bites his nipple and he, and he drops the baby and his, his reaction is priceless. Like, he just drops it like, oh. Yeah. And the baby <laughs> he didn't goes care into at the all. air. Yeah, and then it, it, he gets the backlash. <laughs> yeah, it's great.
4: Like, the baby's, uh, what is it? Like, fucking, they're all, like, like baby killer. Yeah, Vigils. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a
2: candlelight vigil. Yeah, and the, Yeah, the headlines are like, you know kills baby and and like the the baby's life should have been respected or what yeah i know it's pretty funny
0: yeah
1: yeah i'm like
2: but to be fair the baby did bite his nipple and as we had would, would we we learned later his nipples have had some trauma so yes. yeah oh my god he's, he's so, sensitive
4: about his nipples that story's great i was an uh, average size asian boy
0: yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so that was the last monster. And
2: then the red monster shows up again at the end, as we said, it was a government plant thing. Yes. And they go in and like force him to fight the monster basically. But, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Sato himself. And I I know we had mentioned his nipple trauma and, and how he was a regular kid. Uh, but so he comes from this long lineage of, of other big man characters, big men. Yes. And, uh, His grandpa was the most popular one of all time. He was the fourth big man, and he still kind of takes care of him. And his dad died because his dad always wanted to tamper with doing too much electricity and ended up killing himself.
4: Yeah, that, that scene's kind of dark because it shows, like, some sort of, like, child abuse, you know? Right. Yeah, right. yeah, and then he tries to do it to the kid
2: when he's too young, and he, he like, zaps the shit out of his nipples, which turn into these giant, like, glowing, weird uh, volcano-looking things.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. turn into like, the things from, like, Star Superman, you know? Like, crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> But, yeah, so his dad was definitely a dick. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a little bit of a too power-hungry thing going right. on there.
3: Right, right.
2: But yeah i I love um his his character like he's he is very dry and he's he's very kind of blunt and direct about everything, but he also comes across sympathetic and he has this little bit of backstory and they get into it a little bit and they they take him to his daughter and i I kind of like how they do this thing where he sort of paints the picture one way and then when we meet the cool. the kid's mother, she paints the story a lot differently mhm right. You know, and and they're like, oh, okay, like he's he's kind of doing this rose-colored glasses situation about this, where in reality it's it's kind of not quite as nice as he thinks it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I
4: like the whole scenes where like when they're doing like the 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 tradition, the tradition before like he becomes big and yeah, shit, right. and uh, <laughs> they're like, so why do you guys do this? Do you guys really have to do this? No, we don't. Yeah, he's... yeah, they're like, no. No, it's just, like, because of the four. He, he, he takes, this is his problem, too, as a character. He doesn't want to accept, like, change and become, right, like, right. his own, like, version of what his grandfather was.
0: Yeah. He's yeah, just right.
4: trying to be his grandfather still. Like right. Like, doing these traditions and following the way, he I mean, he has to accept the modernized world in a way that doesn't agree with, like, this way.
2: Yeah, right. Except his grandpa actually knew martial arts, and this guy sucks at fighting. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> he should at least like take some some fucking karate classes or something. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got nothing. He just runs around with a stick and that's, his that's, hair combed yeah. straight up in the air. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, like he's in kid and play. Yeah.
4: That's just. I just love that whole scene too, where his grandfather becomes big and just Roman the fucking.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like, like
2: what happened? Crazy. Oh, your grandpa became big again. Like shit.
3: Yeah. yeah. And he's like fighting the tokyo tower <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he's crazy like karate, karate chopping the tokyo tower is yeah, he's,
2: he's like playing with the airplanes like they were toys <laughs> he's like shaving. Yeah yeah. Like... yeah 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 i know it's pretty funny oh <laughs>
3: uh,
2: and then his grandpa comes back later and then he ends up getting killed by the <laughs> the red monster guy
3: no he 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 drops and his body goes up and then down and well then yeah he was he Big was kind Man of floating
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he kicks him in the head and he, he dies killed him. Yeah, he
4: killed his own that's
2: right <laughs> he was kind of hanging in the balance and then it was like poof and then all of a sudden the soul started floating away
3: as he's running because again it's the funniest run ever it's just like i don't know oh yeah so he's good. such a screw-up
2: <laughs> i know it's great uh all right well before we uh we wrap up we have to talk about how this movie ends so <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you're still listening and you haven't seen and you really don't want the <laughs> yeah. ending spoiled this is your final spoiler warning oh. uh, so oh. our 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 big man is fighting the red monster after he accidentally killed his grandpa and then out of nowhere these uh these this I don't know what you call them like a super group or whatever they're basically like a group of like an ultraman family yeah. shows yeah, yeah. up and they're called super justice super justice yep. and at, th- at that point the movie <laughs> switches from cgi graphics and stuff to all like bad costume work like children's show costume uh-huh. situations uh-huh. Mm-hmm. even like the big man himself is just in like a weird Muscular fat skin suit, suit yeah. and like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they pretty much take turns kicking the shit out of this <laughs> devil guy
3: it's in great. the most hilarious way. I mean, they really kicked the shit out of the actor. It's yeah, yeah. We- pulling wedgies off him, <laughs> tearing his clothes off.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think Derek mentioned that they kicked the baby, like, across the room. <laughs> yeah. Use him as, like, a bullet. It's great.
4: Like, they had a little baby. I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
2: But, yeah, it's just oh, funny because you're, you're already, like, I feel like at that point I was starting to buy in and be like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. like is big man going to die or what's going to happen? How is he going to, how's he going to overcome this? Right. And then it just completely pulls the rug out from under you and goes, Oh yeah. I remember you were watching a
3: comedy movie and I it just turns into this com- completely yeah. like, yeah. Uh, it, it, puppet it's something movie like joy, live action or something, you know, from the animated, uh, all, all the stuff that we've been seeing in it. And I think it, I, Blurred on the screen, it says, and now enjoy live action. And that's when you oh, get right, the right. Justice yes. family. And uh, like a real, like, like I said, like it's, you're almost like watching a kid's show of, of mm-hmm. guys in costumes. And and that family just commences to beat the shit out of the red dude. While <laughs> big man's just sitting yeah. in the corner like, what the hell is going on here? And,
4: and, and you know what's great, too? Because when the CGI red guy is on the screen, he's terrifying looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His suit is the fucking worst. Yeah, it's just, you know, it just like, like a dumb cloth
2: devil mask thing, like
4: <laughs> it's like a Barney style suit and shit. Like Yeah. It's like the worst like a shittier version of like an Ultraman kaiju suit. It's like even shittier than
3: <laughs> one of those
4: ones. <laughs> right. It's fucking great. Yeah. I love that.
3: And then of course <laughs> they the family joins forces, like they're saying peace, right? They put their hands together and they're shooting up this rainbow beam and they're telling uh big man, come join us. And the big man puts his hand in and he's like, I'm making no difference here. Like, what do I do? And, uh, yeah. that destroys, I guess that destroys the red guy. And, uh, it, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. we can't describe it enough. You have to watch it. You have yeah. to <laughs> Right. pause this well, immediately it, and watch that. And
2: had this movie not been so ridiculous up until this point, like this totally falls flat, but I feel like to me it works just because the movie was so silly. And just yeah, as no, you yeah. started to feel like it was going to be more serious again, yeah. It 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 goes back to be completely silly. Yeah. Um, I love I love too when they're introducing themselves and then he's <laughs> just like hiding behind. The, they they even made like a little crappy version of the city. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. hiding behind like a little crappy version of two buildings. And he comes out and yeah. like, it ju- just kind of timidly shakes their hand.
4: <laughs> then he just goes to their house and has dinner with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they it, that was the they during the credits, off. right?
3: Yeah, they fly off, and it's, like, the end of the movie, you know, and they've got him, and he's, like, like sitting there going, oh, I don't know what to do here, but the family's flying, and the end credits is them sitting, eating dinner, and they're, at first, they're, like, kind of like, yeah, you know, you did good, you know, whatever, and then they start arguing with him, like, you know, you should have done more, you should have done this, and they're, just like, yeah, you know, what? I should kick your ass, and they're just going over and just, like, bickering back and forth, and it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's pretty much this director's love letter to ultra man because he's a huge fan and you can tell because like a lot of these like the justice themselves yeah. look like like different versions of ultra man they do much.
3: yeah right right I absolutely do um i have a theory uh, real quick if you want i have a real quick theory on okay. why it transferred from you know animation to the live action and right before like you, you got red man beating the shit out of a big man. He's just kicking the shit out of him, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's big, and all of a sudden there's like bright light appears. And then the thing says, now enjoy live action. And my theory is they both died right at that, at that moment. And we get to see what the monsters get to go up to. And it's this whole alternate thing where, um, the biggest fear, which was the red man and the all team ultras there or whatever they were again, team justice beat the shit out of him and take him to like heaven. If you will. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, that would make sense. Right. Because no other explanation makes sense to me of it like, it's like yeah nothing I mean, else. it could be
2: like that that he died, and then that's what he just imagines how he got saved or something,
3: Yeah, yeah, because there was that bright light first, you know where that you right. would think lights would you see when uh when the monsters we were seeing getting sucked up in the air, so it's like I was like, oh, maybe they got killed right then and there, or like right, a, right. at least big man did,,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah this this one's definitely. It's a lot of fun. It's it's totally worth checking out for... The the runtime doesn't overstay its welcome, and if if you like this kind of stuff, um, you know, you could do a lot worse in watching CGI things fight each other for comedy's <laughs> sake.
3: Yes, we've seen a couple.
2: <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, why don't we go around and we can give everyone's kind of a final thought and, and wrap this one up here. Cool. Uh, we'll go in the same order if you want to go first, Marco.
3: Sure, sure. So, just on the pure enjoyment factor alone of the entertainment of the different monsters and how they fight and stuff. And then of course his life going through that little drama section. I thought it was very, very cool. I was kind of hooked the whole way, even though how ridiculous the movie was, I just was enjoy. I enjoyed every moment of it. I really did. Um, so I'm, I'm putting this as like, I love this movie. Um, I kind of am talking about like recommending it to people just for that. Like you're not going to get any deep meanings. I don't think about it or like this is like the best movie of all time, but just like have fun with it. It's funny mm-hmm. as hell. Um, it, it's just like if I was entertained the whole way. So I'm at that level of just right above like, but like love it. I love it. Nice. And uh, what about you, Derek?
4: Yeah, like I said like this. it's very interesting that how the humor goes in this one. <laughs> you're either going to be with it or you're not when you first start. Exactly. So I'll let that know with the listeners right away. You'll know right away when, if you're into this or not by the first (laughs) few minutes of it. And especially when the first monster comes on screen. Yes. And I forgot to mention this, like when we were talking about uh, the monsters in this one are very kind of like based off like the yokai legends too. Okay. Like uh, the yokai monsters, like, you know, they had a okay. few of those movies, like, back in the early, like, 60s, too, where they had, like, this monster looked like, a giant umbrella and stuff, like... Right. <laughs> so it makes sense. And they okay. have, like, more human features, too, the yokai monsters, so it, that's right, what right. I, I think he kind of based them off of. Which I do kind of expect it, because they are unusual-looking creatures when you do see mm-hmm. them, especially with, like, the human faces and shit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> a thing that benefits this movie... Is that it is kind of in chapters where you have one fight and you have a little segment where we get follow his life the mockumentary, then get right, into another right. fight and I think that's a good way to balance this type of film where yes. it's like not just like all craziness and then all like the stale like comedy like that the guy does, and mm-hmm. right. his scenes when he's normal. Uh, yeah, I dig this one. This is actually probably the best out of the three films that I. Mentioned that came out during this time period, okay like the the parody style of these type of Takasco, daiju films that came out, where sure. it's it's fantastic and yeah, I love it too. It's just a fun ride. It is fun, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you guys. I love this one as well. um Definitely right in my wheelhouse of of dumb, weird comedy mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. Uh, I, I love the goofy monsters, and I like the, the way that he interacts with them, and I enjoy the sort of grounded story of this this weird kind of lost soul that mm-hmm. when he does this job, he's sort of a bumbling idiot about doing it and doesn't know the right way to handle anything really in his life. Right. So it's, it's kind of got that, that charm. He's almost like a, an old weird version of Spider-Man or something like he <laughs> yeah. doesn't know quite how to do it the people sort of hate him right right but he has this purpose that he feels like he has to fulfill and he's generally like a pretty good guy except for sticking the thing up that thing's ass but <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> fucked up
4: and killing the baby but You're killing I mean, babies the baby are stupid anyway. So. to be, to be <laughs> fair Ultraman kind of fights dirty like that too and something <laughs> that I watched recently because we covered the Ultraman series on Underwater uh-huh. right like this is one scene where He actually rips like there's like this dinosaur like creature with like a kind of like a Diloptosaurus collar, you know, like how the in Jurassic Park he has like the collar around his neck, like Yeah yeah, yeah. He rips it off its neck and you can see like all the blood dripping and shit. Nice. So it's like and he then he uses it as like a like a like a bowl, like you know, like one of those bowl things or come on, fight me, chase after me, like Toro, (laughs) Toro. So it's Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty. He's kind of fucked up in that way too, Ultraman. So I could see why they did that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Good. And that's I
2: funny. just, I just want to keep bringing it up because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess on our way out here, uh, before I let you plug everything too, I also wanted to welcome you to being a Buffalo Sabers fan. Now that your cousin mm-hmm. is officially a Buffalo Saber. Yeah.
3: Oh wow. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that the one day. And you were saying how uh, you just kind of follow whatever team he plays for. And then I was like, oh, I think I heard that uh, he he might be getting traded to Buffalo. And you were like, yeah, I think I might have heard something too. And then it ended up happening. So, yeah. So, yeah, what's uh, your cousin is Jimmy VC, right? Yeah, number 26. Played for, played for the New York Rangers before Rangers, yeah. and now plays for the Sabres. Yep. Yeah. So, that's cool. Dude, is he... Obviously, he's a lot younger than you, I'm sure, right? Yeah,
4: he's actually... A few years younger than me. Uh, and they actually joke I'm the oldest of the, I'm the youngest of the older cousins, and he's the oldest okay. of the younger cousins.
0: Right, okay. Like,
4: I was, like, the youngest of, like, the first group of cousins, and then he was the oldest of, like, you know, like all those younger side of cousins that came after, like, my little sister was in that group. And <laughs> so sure, sure. he was the first one to come Then you know. So it's kind of crazy because I watched him. I seen him as a baby. <laughs> so right, oh, hey, yeah, he, yeah. And his 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 brother too. He plays. Uh, he's on the 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 A team for the Eminent and Oils, whatever they're like. Uh, you know, like. The, oh, okay. No, not the A H L, but the team below it. Yeah,
2: the A H L league. Yeah, he, like
4: their this their farm league or whatever. You call yeah, it. exactly. He's on there for hopefully he gets on like a the rail team soon because he he's a great. He played for like the main Black and stuff. His little nice. brother. So.
2: Well, yeah, it's got to be cool just to, like you said, not only as a little kid, but then, you know, I'm sure you probably, as he was growing up, and you're like, oh, this kid's pretty good at, at hockey or whatever. Oh, you know, he's going to college for hockey. And, like, just to see him kind of grow through that is kind of interesting, I'm sure.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad that the only games I've seen him play, though, is against the Bruins. I'm like, who the fuck do I root for? This is yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, well
2: now that you are going to be a Sabres fan, uh, we'll have to <laughs> warn you that there's a fair amount of disappointment involved with that, but
4: uh hey, yeah, you never know, maybe change the shit <laughs> up.
2: Yeah, well they're they're rebuilding, so we're hoping for better than last year, which <laughs> is is
4: not that campy, Ironically, but... <laughs> I
0: have an old
4: Buffalo Sabres hockey puck like with like the old symbol on it. Oh, okay. Nice. Cuz I have like a old Bruins one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh Yeah, I have one of those already. Uh, I got it actually from my buddy who worked at the gardens and stuff, so they had, like, all the extra pucks. Oh, that's
2: cool. But, uh, yeah, I I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was kind of interesting, too. That's cool. That's Uh, awesome. So during one of the breaks, you mentioned that you had forgotten one of your shows, so we'll leave the floor open here for you to plug your other podcasts and, and where people can find you at.
4: Sure. I'll do the one that I missed first because I feel bad. Well, I only have like four main shows that I do. Right, right. Sometimes right. I I fuck up and forget and forget. Like on one of the episodes underwater kaiju, I was like, I did this episode, but then I forgot I did episode after that one already. Like fuck. Yeah. So it's <laughs> the pain of recording late sometimes, guys.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it happens.
4: yeah. But uh, of course, uh, the other show you could find me is on No More Room in Hell, which is which I do with also mr venom and of course uh the legendary mike merriman and Corey graham uh great show we do it's a m- mainly my like horror related podcast where we talk about horror movies and horror related items uh we just did a uh, episode on werewolf films with a uh, nice guest with uh jamie and brian Salmons came on that episode which was fun we did ginger snaps and dog soldiers so that was a fun time I mean, that was other films I've yeah, revisited, yeah. you know. It, it's fun that I get to revisit those again. And and, uh, and then the next episode we're doing is uh, picked by uh, Mr. Corey Grant, where we're going to be talking about Anthropophagus and uh, Absurd, two films from Joe D'Amato, and starring okay. the man, the myth, the legend, George Eastman. Awesome okay. gut-munching on that. So that will be out soon. And, of course, my other shows, uh, and that will be uh, Cinema Attack, which we'll be recording a bonus episode of this weekend, and then we have the big episode 30 coming out soon, which is fine. We have our Dragon Wars commentary out there now, and you can find both those shows on the Horophilia network. And, of course, the other show that's on the Horophilia also is uh, Celluloid Dissections, which is under uh, the Cinema Attack uh, iTunes feed as well. I like to keep all my you know my other shows besides... The ones that I create under one brand, kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of stole that from Mr. Heron himself because, you know, it's just easier because you can just find all these shows on sure, one sure. feed and stuff because I know I've seen a few other of my podcasts and peers without well, saying any names. <laughs> they have, they started, like, a bunch of projects that they never finished and they're all in, like, multiple iTunes feeds. I'm like, why... Yeah. You know, you have one big show. Why don't you just put those all into the feed? Sport, right, right. Content.
2: Well, yes, I, I do the same thing as well. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. have kind of adopted that method as well of making your own your own sort of um, aggregated content of all different kinds, right?
4: Yeah, it, so, it, it's just easier, and it's easier yes, for because uh, I know uh, we don't usually put those shows in the feed, so I made it easier for our, the 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 guy who runs Horophilia that way too, so he doesn't right. have to make nine thousand iTunes feeds or post them in different right. like, or i don't know how that works anyways you know how that those all post, you know in the sure, different yeah. like stitcher or, or podcast act and stuff like that but of course you could find me here on legion podcast on underwater kaiju from outer space where we're going to present you those visions from monster land and we got a great episode coming out soon with uh we're doing godzilla versus the sea monster nice which I'm excited to watch that again to see that nice tennis match that Godzilla has with (laughs) a giant shrimp. So yeah. Sold. Yeah. Right. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked to check that one out again and nice. Yeah. That's about it for me, you know? Cool.
2: Uh, well, I mean, this was definitely fun to talk about these and Mm -hmm. just to kind of pick your brain on a little bit of the, the background behind some of these movies or the, the stuff that doesn't show up on the surface that you would have to know about. Right. Uh, so yeah, this was cool. We definitely will have to have you come back to talk about some other kinds of movies.
4: Oh, I, oh man, anytime. Like I, I said, I like, during like the early stages of me trying to talk to Paul, like, if you ever do like a Ozploitation show, I'm in it because I love a lot of like Aussie horror. I love, sure, yeah, I, yeah. I, love I love everything, you know. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, we bounce around a little. Yeah, it's the way I, I always pick like the way I always describe something, in, like every subgenre, there's always something that you're gonna like. You just have to dig for it.
2: Yeah. Right. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Except for some stuff, maybe. But maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you just might have to really, really dig. Yeah. Keep 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 on digging. That's right. Hopefully, the juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: but yeah, as uh, Derek had mentioned, we are also on the Legion Podcast Network and. On all the usual podcast aggregating apps, and we're also a part of the raw live and unedited podcast network, which hosts Marco's show, the Saralek Digest, Yay. and we are a part of the Padded Room podcast network as well. Damn. Um, we what? We just had our fortieth show, and mm-hmm. then uh, this uh, this one will at the time this one comes out then we will be working on our 42nd show but we also have a little guest spot in between then and now which i'll wait yes. to announce that when when that's officially accomplished so Ooh, nice, just nice. in case something happens so right
3: yeah we haven't recorded Never it yet know, right?
2: <laughs> yes exactly uh but yeah thank you again derek thank you very much uh, man this was awesome
4: anytime yes. like like i said i'm a huge fan and it's an honor just to be on this show with you guys. And oh, thank you. Because I enjoy what you guys, like, one of my favorite episodes is that space when you guys did with Richard.
2: Oh, right, right. That was a
4: fun-ass episode. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that's we try to kind of bounce around and do all different stuff just to keep yeah, it yeah. keep it interesting, I guess, is the idea at least, right? Yeah. Sure. But, uh, yeah, thanks again. Uh, we will see everybody next time. Thank you for listening, and have a good
0: rest of your day.
1: Yeah.